You're listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast, where we tell stories of God's faithfulness from people just like you, because the God who did still does. Our desire is to cultivate conversations about God that help each other take our next steps with Jesus while creating a space to process topics of faith beyond the typical Sunday service. Today is the first episode of our relationship series, and we're talking about dating. So whether you're single, in a relationship, or just curious about what dating should look like, I hope this episode helps bridge the gap between romance and righteousness. Join us as we navigate the complexities of modern relationships through the lens of faith and stick around until the end because we have a new segment of the show that we will have each week because we are people who want to grow. So make sure you check it out. All right, let's get to it. Well, all right, we're starting off a new podcast series all about relationships. Yep, it's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. And today I have... My partner. Probably the person you should talk about relationships with. Probably. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. This is my I'm husband, good. Jeffrey Turner, obviously. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, we both sound a little nasally, all this stuff going around, but yeah, there's we're so going to power through and get this podcast. Yeah, there's so much going around. Oh, my goodness. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Um, but, man, I'm excited about diving into this, this series um, to kick off the 2024 year. Yeah. Um, because relationships are really important to God. Yeah, we all have relationships. We so do, we do. This and is one of those things that everyone can everyone can talk about, think about, because we are either in a relationship or will be in a relationship or have been in a relationship. Yeah, so we're talking all kinds of relationships yeah. over the next several weeks, um, from dating to empty nesting to blending blending families and divorce and what does that look like and um, married with young kids and conflict and communication. I mean, we're talking about so much this series. So I really do hope and pray that it's encouraging and brings hope um, to our podcast listeners. But okay, so today we're going to dive into the topic of dating. Yeah, let's get practical. Let's get real practical. So you and I have been together since we were, you were 16 and I was 17. Mm -hmm. And that was a lifetime ago, it feels like. Sure was. But we dated for, because of that, we dated for a while and still got married young. Yeah, um, we got married at twenty and nineteen, which I'm not saying is the best course of action all the time, but it works. It's worked well for us. It has. But even then, we were together for three and a half years. We were dating for three and a half years, so yeah. we had to figure out a lot of things in that time. We did. We did have had to figure out a lot because, you know, when you want to ask the question, well, how do you date and honor the Lord? Yeah, you don't find the concept of dating in the Bible. Yeah, there's not a ton of well, it's, and there's zero practicals of how to do it. So right. there's some principles you could kind of live by and you want to do those. And I'm sure we're going to dive into those. Mm-hmm. But as far as practical things, you can look to scripture for a lot of different things. Just sure. dating is not one of them. Dating was not really a thing in, in Bible times. Uh, there was That just wasn't the way relationships worked. Often marriages were things that were bringing families together or they were, you know, Jacob and Leah, you've got him working for Laban for years and and working for Laban for more years and just so that he could have the daughter. You have it just was a very, very different way of relationships than it is in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. It is. And the world has a lot to say about dating, but we don't a wanna, lot of wrong things. Yeah, yeah. but we don't want to get our knowledge of how to do like how to intentionally date from the world. Yeah. We want to draw context clues from scripture to help us navigate choosing a partner that we can spend the rest of our lives with that's going to like bring glory to God, right? Because that is yeah. the goal of marriage is to bring God glory on earth. And if our relationships 
and our relationship with a significant partner is not doing that, man, it's you're not set up for success. Like God, what God did say and what he did create and says a lot about is about marriage. So can we dive into if the purpose of dating is marriage? At a level, yeah. I mean, I agree-ish with that. The hard, the hard part is if we paint dating in that light in totality, then it makes dating feel super intense. Mm-hmm. And that can... It's like uh, when we were growing up, not everyone may get this reference, but when we were growing up, the big book at the time was a book by a guy named Joshua Harris called I Kiss Dating Goodbye, which I do not recommend to not get it, do not read it. It's not a helpful book, but that book made it seem like you were going to kind of live your life. You were going to not date at all. And you were going to live your life. And then one day you were going to meet your spouse. And then this person, you were going to, you were going to court them, which is like you go spend time with each other's families, which is not a bad thing. And then you were going to get married and all that would happen at a really intense level. And so I think we should go into marriage with the purpose of, I want to find, I want to find out things that I want in a spouse. Go into dating. Go into dating. I'm sorry. I'm not marriage. You want to go into dating going, I want to know what do I want in a spouse? Cause we don't know. And so you date with the purpose of marriage in your mind, but not necessarily marriage to that specific person. Yeah. So your goal is you want to have a healthy marriage 10 years from then. And if it's that person, great. And if it's not, and you can end your relationship with, if you end your relationship that you knew, you know more about what you want as a spa, out of a spouse and you stayed pure, then that's a healthy end of a dating relationship. And there should be, there will probably be many healthy ending of dating relationships if you can do those two things. I got, I got a question for you. Okay. Is there one right person for no, every single person? there's not. A, the, I don't believe there is the one. <laughs> yeah. So I dated a girl before Sarah. She was awesome. She went on to have a healthy marriage and kids and stuff and mm-hmm. could have married her. My life would have looked different, but I don't, I don't think there is the one. I don't think you see anywhere in scripture there is the one. Right. Because love is a choice. So you choose to love that person just like. The Father chose to show us love by sending us Jesus. Jesus chose to go to the cross. And so that's the way we see love. And so that means that I'm going to have to choose it every day. Mm -hmm. And in marriage, that's what it looks like, is every day you choose it. Not every day do you wake up just joyful about loving the other person. You choose it. So if that's the case, then marriage is, a. I mean, at some level, the person you marry is going to be the person you choose to love every single day. That's good. I heard it once said that you're not looking for a soulmate or the just one person. You're looking for the right person. Yeah. If you keep, if you look for the one, the amount of pressure you will feel is insane. It'll overwhelm you because you're then trying to find this unicorn of a person and there aren't unicorns of people. There aren't unicorns. So (laughs) there's not (laughs) unicorns of people. Like you have to, you, they're gonna. Every one of us, you're gonna get into a dating relationship, and everyone has flaws. Everyone is broken. Everyone has sin, and we have to work through that stuff together. And so, if you're looking for a perfect person, what you're gonna find is loneliness because you're never gonna find that person. Yeah. So when you're looking for the right person, who is that? What does the Bible say about the type of person that we should be looking for? Probably the biggest deal is you just want to find somebody that is going in the same direction as you. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you know, if you, I mean, scripture tells us that you're not supposed to be unequally yoked. Right. So you're not supposed to marry somebody that's not a believer. 
um, or you're not. Therefore, you should not date somebody. There's missionary dating used to be a huge thing. Like you're going to date people so and that fix them. so yeah. that you can help fix them. That's not your job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So if you're trying to missionary date somebody, you're going to be let down. And then what what can end up happening is you get so stuck in this relationship that then it's hard to get out. And so then you while you never were dating them, trying to marry somebody that's not a believer, the longer you stay in that place the higher the likelihood is that you might get yourself into a place that you're having to make that decision at a harder time. Yeah. You really do have to ask the question, Do is the person I'm dating or considering to date, do we have the same culture? Because you don't want your cultures to clash. And what I mean by cultures is like, if you're operating in the, king, the culture of the kingdom, you're going to want to find yeah. someone who's also operating in the kingdom culture that you are. Otherwise, your lives are going to really clash and and probably crash and burn at some point, right? Yeah. Because the Bible is very clear that, you know, we don't marry unbelievers. Yeah. It's just period. Um, and I heard once that uh, Tony Evans says this. He says, the only people who marry outside of their faith are people whose faith isn't important to them. Yeah. But when I say like head of the same direction, I don't even just mean faith. I think that's the most important one. Mm-hmm. Can you expand? But like, let's say, let's say you have somebody that feels like they're supposed to be a missionary to Africa. This is an extreme example, but okay. let's say you have somebody that feels like they're supposed to be a missionary to Africa, and you have no desire to ever go to Africa. You shouldn't date that person because at some point, where you're going to get is you're going to get to the place that the the direction of your life is going to be pulled one way or another. You're either going to have to say, okay, I'm going to do something that I don't want to do at all and don't feel called to or anything like that, or you're going to have to end this relationship when you could just make that decision early on. But no, those are things that you don't find out in the first like month or two of dating. That's going to take a little bit of time. But if you get to the place that you realize that your lives are headed in very different directions, that that might be a sign for you that this isn't, this isn't the right time for that person. Right. Or maybe you need to ask the Lord if he is doing something in you and you the the path of your life needs to change and adjust because that can happen too. Yeah. I thought a lot about the difference between character and compatibility. Like the culture really wants you to find, like to mix it up. Like you need to find someone you're compatible with, that you have chemistry with. But like I told you this yesterday, or I think I told, I told you this yesterday, compatibility and and chemistry won't help when life gets hard. Yeah. What matters when the rubber hits the road is a person's character. Yeah. And character, I think that is one of the huge reasons that like dating is a good thing and can be a good thing because it can help you see a person's true character. Now you're not it's going to take time, you know, to see a person's character. How you're do they have to go, go through some stuff? Right, like some seasons, right? Like yeah. how when they get angry, how does that look? Yeah. Right. When they face disappointment, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, how do they navigate illness and how do they navigate things with their work and family and all those kinds of things? And the Bible does have a lot to say about our character. Yeah. And so I think that that has to be something. You know, I remember back when I was in high school. You know, the the thing to do was create a list. Like, what are you looking for? You had a list. I had a I list. Know you, I, I know I had one. That list. But I remember, like looking back on it, a lot of those things were were one of two things. It was either character qualities, or it was like stuff you that wanted a didn't six foot, matter. Six foot tall blonde guy, right? It was the stuff that didn't matter. It was like <laughs> it would be great if he, you know, blah, whatever. So was athletic char- and didn't want to go work in the church. And- <laughs> no, that was definitely not on the list. <laughs> but you know, I think when it comes to um, 
like what we want in the right person, we gotta look at the heart and the character. Yeah. Those things matter to the Lord. Um, And same is true for us. Like we want to be the person who's going to have good character, right? And wanting that to grow in us and Holy Spirit to grow and sharpen those things in us as well. Um, And it's it's okay. I mean, I agree with that. It's also okay to, if you don't feel compatible with somebody to end it, that just shouldn't be the thing that you are primarily basing your relationship off of is if you're compatible. I mean, we are, we're relatively compatible. We are very different people. I'm an eight, you're one. (laughs) I mean, I'm highly confrontational. You are very not confrontational. Yeah. You're nice. And um, so we, but there are still levels that we are compatible. Now the character piece is what we've walked out over time. But I think if we can keep dating in the framework of, I'm trying to learn what I want to have in a marriage and with a spouse in a marriage, then if you get to those places, then not every relationship feels that much pressure. And so you can you can f- figure out, well, I liked you know this person, I liked this aspect of who they are, and this person, I felt like that. And so you can begin to kind of form what what it looks like to find a spouse that fits you, and that, that maybe you that you can say yes to love them forever, mm-hmm. and you can say yes to love them the next day and the next day and the next day. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember too, like you're you're looking to build a life with somebody, right? When you're ready to when you're read, actually ready to marry someone and that is a desire of your heart. I mean, statistics show that about 80% of adults are going to get yeah, married. Yeah, get married at some point. Yeah, and so that's a huge group of people. And so when you are ready for that and you're beginning to date, um, you're wanting to build a life with someone that you can see building a life with. Yeah. And I think a really important thing to ask yourself and even to... Um, to consider asking that person is just, there's some questions that you need to, to ask too, like intentional questions, things like kids, yeah, church. Do you want to have kids? Is finances, church, church work expectations. Yeah. I mean, those kinds of things are important conversations to have. They don't all have to happen at once. Definitely don't do that on the first date. But Yeah, but there are some definite like, good questions to ask because you are going to build a life with a person someday. And you want to know, like what you said earlier, that you're headed in the right direction with the right person. Yeah. I agree. Those are important questions. And at some point you need to have them because they matter a lot in marriage. And we have people that we know in our lives who got deep into relationships and then realized that they had very different expectations of what marriage would look like. And then they were put in a hard spot of laying down their expectations they've always had, which some, we all do at some level, or or ending their relationship. And you'd sure like to do that when you're dating and not when you're married. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about the thing that's a little bit more taboo. Okay. Okay. So Internet dating. Really? I I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Forever it's been historically looked at as taboo, and I just think that's dumb. So I just wanted to squeeze that in at some point. Well, we know people who've done it. We do know friends who've done it. Yeah. And And found people. great marriage. Do you remember the time we were – I'm just going to tell a real quick story. Do you remember the time that we were in Florida on vacation and we heard about a story about a young girl who met her husband in the line at Disney? Do you remember this story? No, but I believe you. Yeah. You so just I'm going to get know. to hear this for the first time? Oh, oh, that was the whole story? No. Well, the whole story is is that they were both in line with their families at Disney World. I don't remember which ride they were 
going on or whatever, but they ended up chatting and connecting. He's from Ireland. She's from or somewhere in the States, and they ended up starting an overseas dating relationship (laughs) and had their whole relationship via Zoom and phone calls because he was in Ireland and she was in the U.S. So they dated that way. And then she was like, I really like this guy. So she ended up moving to Ireland. And they were together, you know, for some time because, you know, it's it's hard to date someone that you don't live in the same town or the same continent for that matter. (laughs) So she moved, got a job over there and you know, continue dating and they ended up getting married. That's crazy. But they met at Disney World. Yeah. And there's lots of ways. There's there's, lots of ways people meet. There's good online dating places now. There's ways you can, because I mean, at some point it, it becomes overwhelming and uh, maybe not overwhelming, nerve wracking a little bit to, to just walk up to a person out, out in the wild. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you want to date? That's (laughs) That's a little weird. (laughs) So, okay. What were you saying now? Taboo. Okay. so, So besides online dating, um, I think another really pivotal question people ask when they get into a relationship is about boundaries. Yeah. You know, it's like, how far is too far? Where is the line? Now that scripture gives a lot of outlines too. It sure does. So uh, where it might not tell us how to date, it does tell us how to be physical in dating. Um, and so, you know, scripture says, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. And I mean, that's, that is pretty clear on how you're supposed to guard your, and you know, it says guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Everything you do flows from it. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, there are principles that then you get to walk out in practicality of, we know what it means when it says don't arouse or awaken love until it so desires. It means that hormones and stuff that start rushing through our bodies, they we're supposed to guard against, we're supposed to guard those. Sometimes we have to guard ourselves against ourselves. Right. We are all humans and there is a level that we as people are supposed to be drawn and attracted to one another, even physically. Now that's just supposed to happen in within a marriage relationship, not right. within dating relationships. And so, I mean, for us when we were dating, we had real strict boundaries and just they were very clear like spoken boundaries and communicated to our culture to like our community Communicate to our people yeah to our people that were going to keep us accountable that mm-hmm. we're going to talk to us about it and that if they saw us stepping outside of those we're going to say something so mm-hmm. we you know would hang out till a specific time and then we would no matter what that we were done hanging out at that time we wouldn't do a ton of stuff alone we didn't go sit at the park by ourselves we we had said where you can put your hands. I mean, we got specific with boundaries and it's probably because, not probably, it's definitely because of that, that we helped walk into a marriage relationship pure. Yep. And because, and there, you know, there were, that's not saying there weren't ever times that were struggles with that. There are, there are always going to be. That's because that's the way we're designed. We're supposed to be like that. It's just supposed to be walked out in a marriage relationship. Yeah, covenant marriage. And so that's why you say, that's why scripture says, don't arouse or awaken love until it so desires. But then it's supposed to be aroused and awakened. And then it's supposed to help bring your marriage. I mean, and you're going to, as the podcast, as the series goes on, you're going to talk more about that stuff. And Absolutely. There's a lot of blessing that comes. There's a ton of blessing in it. Yeah. And you should walk in it and there should be a reward in it. And that's, and you know, within the confines of marriage, all those things draw you together and they help you make memories and they help you make babies and like all <laughs> the things that are supposed to happen are just supposed to happen within a dating relationship. I mean, within a marriage relationship, not a dating relationship. And so within a dating relationship, you just have to be, 
You have to take the principles outlined in scripture and then put concrete things around them. And you have to talk to one another about them so that when you're, you know, there were times in our physical relationship when we were dating that one of us would be weak, but because we had communicated these boundaries to one another, we were able to keep each other on the same path that we were wanting to go on, which the end goal was purity in our dating relationship, which would then let us walk into marriage pure. Mm-hmm. So when you've communicated those expectations, you've communicated the like specificity of them, then it helps it helps you anytime one or one of yours might be feeling weak that day. Absolutely. And I think too is that like as in with our relationship, we were in high school and college, but um it's always important to continue to grow in your relationship with Christ too, because if your spirit man is weak, your flesh is just going to be that much stronger and you need your spirit to be strong. You need to be strong in the Lord to be able to fight temptation because it's there. Temptation is there. And um, the enemy's desire is to steal, kill and destroy that which God has said is good. Right. And, in a dating relationship, it can get tricky if these things are not set in place, right? Yeah. These boundaries are not communicated um, to one another and to others, and we're not continuing to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah, and that others is important. So we had people around us who were asking us the specific questions, like, how are y'all doing in this specific area? And that, that helps. It helped I mean, we accountability is a huge deal as we grow as believers in every area of our life. Yeah, it doesn't es- end after dating relationships. No, but especially when you're dating. And then if you can kind of get those principles in place, then right. as you get into marriage, you can still have – I still have the same dudes that were keeping me accountable. Some of the same guys that were keeping me accountable when we were dating are the same guys keeping me accountable now, right. asking me questions. But now it's not about, hey, are y'all remaining pure within your relationship because – no, that would be a disappointment. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, how are you pursuing your spouse, and right. what does it look like? And you know, how, how are y'all doing? How's your marriage? Yeah. How's your family? Those kinds of things, for sure, absolutely. Okay, so the next few weeks, uh, we're going to be talking to um, a young couple. I'm not going to be on all these, so these are going to be very varied opinions, which is going to be nice. Yeah, and and stories too. Yeah. Like there will be some testimonies woven in there, but and our because our story is one. This is what I always tell people about you and I mm-hmm. is I love our story. It's awesome. I love that we got married as young as we did, and we've had the life that we have. Like this summer will be 18 years. Right, it's a long time. We've been together 21. But our story is just ours. There are lots of people. We, you know, one of my favorite stories of a relationship is Faith and Gray Hoff. And they found each other in their late 30s, mid mid 30s for Faith and later 30s for Gray. <laughs> and they have an amazing marriage and an incredible story. And it their their journey and path in dating and relationships is way different than ours. And so I I love as we talk about stories like this to just remember that everyone's story in this is going to be different. Just like everyone's testimony is different and how uh, you found Jesus is different and what it looks like to be a Jesus follower, like can at times be different for each of us. Like everyone's dating relationship leading to marriage is a different one. And so you've got blended families and you've got families that are composed of people that have been divorced. And and there's just a lot of different things that go into the whole collective of this conversation of relationships. Yeah. 
So we're going to be talking to um, a young couple who is dating in this current culture. Like, what does that look like? Because this is a different generation than when we dated, right? Yes, because uh, my cell phone was shared with my mother. There we go. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. <laughs> and our uh, windows had to be, they had to crank. They had to crank them. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk to uh, some young couples. We're going to talk to some seasoned, I mean, people who've been married for uh, over 50 years. It's going to be so sweet. There's so much wisdom there. Yeah, grab hold of that wisdom. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to be talking to couples who have kids, couples who don't have kids. Um, we're going to be talking to um, people who have had divorces and, and learning to navigate blended families. And uh, it's just, we're going to talk about conflict and communication and so many really good, healthy things to talk through yeah. as people are, you know, navigating relationships, loving other people. Cause I mean, we're supposed to love God and love people, right? Yep. But there are a lot of people out there that have all different kinds of scenarios of what family looks like and what relationships look like with their life partner, with the person that they've chosen um, to spend the rest of their lives with. And so I desire, my desire, like, we talk about this a lot. We we love premarital counseling. We do a, a lot of premarital counseling yeah, with couples. It. We love it because it helps us continue yeah, to it reminds, process. It reminds us to do the things we tell yeah, people to do. <laughs> absolutely. It's so good. And so personally, I'm excited because I'm going to be sitting in this room just hearing so much wisdom from people and um, just truth, such good truth. And it's a good reminder to love you well and encourage my friends to love well as well. Yeah. So. It's going to be good. It's awesome. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is something that relationships is something that everyone's going to navigate at some point. And so let's let's figure out how we can do it healthy. Let's figure out how we can do it and be better as believers, but then as just people. Mm-hmm. Like how how can we how can we shift in the the church culture is littered with a lot of bad advice on dating and marriage and. And so I'm excited. I'm excited about these next few weeks so that you can just have some conversations of what does this look like in a healthy way? And how does the church do this healthy and, and joyful and not as legalistic as it has been in the past and not as just unfun? We have a fun God. And sometimes I think the church has, has squeezed out the fun of dating and of marriage and of kids and all those things. And that's just not our God. He's a fun God. He and, is. So, all right. Well, I got one more question for you. Hit me. Speaking of fun, yes. If you can remember this, when we were dating, what's your most fun memory that we had together when we were dating? Oh, I mean, this is going to be so corny because it was so long ago. <laughs> um, but oh, I'm nervous about what you're going to say. <laughs> well, it's just fun, probably in my brain. I remember asking your dad if it's fun now. It was terrifying then. Uh, asking your dad if I could take you to prom because our first date was prom my junior year of high school. <laughs> Which sounds <laughs> so corny, but I can remember standing in your parents' house and he was standing at the fridge and asking if I could take you to prom. And then we went and I borrowed my parents' car because at that time I was driving a 1985 Jeep Grand Cherokee that didn't have AC and borrowed my parents' car and we went to Wiley's prom. And that was probably, I mean, that's one of looking back on it. It was terrifying then. It was, I was more scared to ask your dad if we could date, which was my parents' rule. So my parents had some fun dating rules. One was I couldn't date a girl unless I asked their dad. The other was I couldn't date a girl unless I was willing to introduce that girl to my parents. Mm. 
mm-hmm. which in before I moved to Abilene stopped me from dating people because <laughs> I did not want to do that. <laughs> um, but I was more scared to ask your dad if we could date them than if I could marry you. Huh. I, when I asked about and when I this is way digressing, but when I asked if I could ask you to marry me uh, in December of 06, no, December of 05, right? Uh-huh. That would be right. Um, when I asked your parents, they were in their bedroom and I said, hey, can I talk to you really quick? And I love this and I hope they listen to this podcast, which I know your dad usually does. And they didn't turn off the TV. They just muted it. So they muted the TV. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But at this I don't point, think we've I been together this. three and a half years. I mean, I've been oh around your family. Gosh. We've gone on vacations together. Um, I've got a great story of them being around me in my underwear that I've told before. But <laughs> like we were close at this point. And so they just muted it. And I was like, hey, I was wondering if I could ask Sarah to marry me. And they were like, yeah, sounds good. Your dad was like, just can you tell me before you do it? And your mom was like, don't tell me. I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was it. That was the whole thing. Oh, my goodness. So, so yeah, there you go. That was fun. The fun memories of dating. What about you? Hmm. Oh, you asked me a question you didn't have the answer to. I would say I had a lot of fun. Like when your parents invited me to go on your cruise. that For you, my graduation. For your graduation. Yeah. I'd never been on a cruise before and we went to Cozumel and there was that iguana yeah that chased us down the road. yeah that was fun <laughs> and so that was pretty fun um and there was a lot of laughs I stayed in a room with your sisters and so that was fun getting to know your family in that way your family has lots of fun and so we do was, have a lot of fun that was a great great memory um I laugh at this now and it wasn't fun in the moment but I laugh at it now is when I told you I loved you on accident. <laughs> yeah. We were sitting at your car, the white car that we used to call the jelly bean. The jelly bean. And you you just blurted it out. Yeah, I said I love you. Like I would say to a lot of people like that I'm but close not to. Me. <laughs> and you looked at me and you were like, uh-huh. what did you just say? And I tried to backtrack your so face fast. Got all red. Oh, but you wouldn't let me out of it. No way. You made you me say own, it again. You had to own that. <laughs> yeah, I had to own it. Well, this was fun. Thanks for yeah, fun. helping me kick off this series. I'm excited I'm for the next really few weeks. really excited for the next few weeks, and uh, the conversations are going to be so good. It's going to be great. All right, so as we wrap up, I want to leave you with a passage of Scripture that just came to my mind. It's out of Colossians 3.17, and it says this, And whatever you do, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And I just got to thinking, man, in whatever we do, whether we're dating or in a marriage relationship or we're parenting our kids or we're doing laundry or working or running on the treadmill, I mean, whatever we do, may we do those things in the name of the Lord, giving Him thanks. May we do those things bringing God glory in whatever we do, right? Okay, so it's time for the part of the show where we get practical. We're gonna talk next steps, okay? Because we wanna be a group of people helping each other take our next steps with Jesus. Now, we realize that every person is in a different place in their spiritual journey, but we are a people who desire to grow. I mean, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't wanna do that, right? So, If you are dating or you're not dating, this question is for you. Do you have accountability? 
If not, get it. Like now. (laughs) Ask someone you trust, someone you know that will be intentional to hold you accountable in whatever you do. But especially as you date, of course. So as you're dating, if your goal is to remain pure, which I pray and hope that that's everyone's goal, um, and you have certain boundaries, your accountability partner needs to know what your commitments are, your what your boundaries are, and be able to regularly ask you about them. And you be honest when they ask, okay? I cannot stress enough the importance of having accountability in our lives. Now, Jeff and I talked about it earlier in the episode, we had accountability while we were dating. We had accountability while we were engaged, but our accountability did not end when we got married. Okay. Now that accountability looks different for sure. I mean, I'm not having people ask me about, I mean, purity necessarily in our marriage. I mean, Jeff and I are pretty good in that regard. So, but I have people asking me about purity in other places for sure. I have people in my life who are asking me and keeping me accountable to the goals and the things that I say I want to grow in and that I want to be, right? And so it's so important, especially in dating relationships, to have accountability. So if you don't have it, get it, all right? It's so good. Thanks so much for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. We hope you guys have a wonderful day. And remember, God is always moving and he's moving in your life too. Beyond Sundays. Bye.